0: Welcome to the Burned Out to Badass Podcast. My name is Ellen Shinky at Coach Ellen on Instagram, and this is my monthly podcast where I am committed to giving you short, no BS episodes to help you, the busy, burned out professional and entrepreneur, find your balance and take back your life from burnout. Let's do this. Hello once again, my friends, and welcome back to another kick-ass new episode of out to badass. I, as I might have mentioned in the last episode, am re-recording a couple of these episodes because after I presented this content to you, my thinking kind of changed. My thought process kind of changed. What these pillars meant and how I wanted to speak about them kind of changed. This isn't me being a perfectionist, I swear. This is just me really wanting to make sure that you hear kind of from my heart that these things that I'm talking about are things that I do. These things that are my five causes of burnout achievement, uh, burnout and achiever. excuse me, are things that I learned because I am an achiever. I am like you in this capacity of kind of being a recovering hustler, a recovering perfectionist, and people pleaser and struggling to slow down. And these are the things that I found have been so helpful to me in taking back my life from burnout. So last time we talked about clarity, This time, we are talking all about self-care. And this one's just near and dear to my heart, this topic is, because the whole reason I found coaching is because of my own journey to try to take better care of myself. You know, the whole reason I'm here and recording this for you and doing this work is because I got set down this path. And that all originated from my own desire to take better care of myself and knowing that I needed to. You know, I think there's a lot, this you know, this whole journey that I've been on, there's a lot about self-care that I've realized we get wrong. You know, our, our how we think about self-care, we kind of have this very narrow view of how we think about self-care. And... I think one of the big things, I know I've touched on this before, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, is we think it's purely physical, and it's not. Self-care is absolutely not just about the physical. You know, there's so much more to self-care than that. You know, last time when we talked about clarity, that was very much emotional self-care, maybe even spiritual self-care on some level. You know, when you're disconnected because you're not fulfilled, make no mistake, that is self-care. And that's one of the big things that I think we get wrong when it comes to self-care is that it's so much more than just taking care of our physical bodies. Don't get me wrong. Taking care of your physical body is important, but it's just there's so much more than that. And one of the big things that I found for myself when I'm in the thick of burnout, there's an aspect of my self-care that I am neglecting because all of the aspects are important. You know, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, the social... You know, the, the oh my God, what's the fifth one? I always blank. Mental, mental's the fifth one. All of those are important. And when I'm off my game, when I am don't have energy, it's because of this as one of the causes of burnout in Achievers. It's because of a lack of self-care. So that's what we're really gonna get into today. We're gonna very much get into, you know, we've kind of already done it a little bit of what self-care actually looks like, but more so than anything, I want to give you four tips that I found that have been very, very helpful for me for making my self-care actually stick. You know, this is was released initially, and even now I'm re-recording this, in that prime time of year when so many of us are like, I'm going to get back to the habits that I used to have. I'm going to start working out again. I'm going to, you know, I'm not pro-diet, but maybe, maybe you're kind of like, I want to change something about how... I'm eating and taking care of my health. We're in that prime time of the year where so many of us are starting to think of how can I get back to a healthier version of myself. And I have, even though, you know, I've kind of gotten off track a little bit and probably 2021 was the roughest year for my self-care in a really, really long time. So I've learned a lot of lessons in this sense. But I've been working out consistently and really having kind of my self-care and my health and my vitality just be like a core thing in my life and being a core part of who I am as a person since about 2014, which is when I found coaching initially and when I started doing health and fitness coaching, which is what I was doing at the time. And these four tips that I'm going to give you are really kind of just four perspectives, if you will around self-care, and all of them have been really, really instrumental for me for helping me to make my self-care habits actually stick and to make self-care feel like just a part of my lifestyle as opposed to something else to add to my to-do list, which I think what a lot of us run into, right? So let's start with number one. Number one here is to change your perspective, And what I mean by this is I think when so many of us think of self-care, and I was totally a victim of this, I was totally guilty of this, we think of self-care as another item on our to-do list. You know, and I bet you might even be thinking of it more so now that I've, you know, I've done podcasts on this before and that I've mentioned in this episode that there are five types of self-care. There might be a part of you that is just like, oh my God, are you serious? It's not just about a workout. I have to fit these five different things into my life. But instead of thinking of it that way, instead of thinking of it as something to add to your to-do list of another thing that you just got to fucking get done in your life, what if instead, and this has been really helpful for me, we thought of it as a foundation. We thought of self-care as the thing that we do that makes everything else on the to-do list easier. This felt like woo-woo bullshit the first time I heard it. I'm not going to lie. But for me, I found that it honestly is. When I'm taking care of myself, I do better work, I do my work faster, I enjoy my work more. It makes everything else that is a to-do list item feel so much better. And one of the ways that I've kind of adopted this mentality and adopted this perspective is through the use of the airplane mentality. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, I've recorded a podcast on it, um, which I can link in the show notes and will link in the show notes, but in a nutshell, it's that whole spiel that the steward, the, excuse me, what do we call them? It's not stewardesses. I don't remember what we, the air flight attendants. That's the one, that's the word we call them. Um, it's what the flight attendants, the big spiel they give us when we get on an airplane about how we've got to put our oxygen mask on first before we help others. I think for many of us, especially as women, I know as a woman, I I feel guilty of this. You know, I don't have kids, but I still find myself feeling this way. We often feel the need to help others before we help ourselves. And I think this is why the things we do for ourselves, like our self-care, start to feel like an extra to-do list obligation. Because it's something that we're adding on top of an already full schedule of, you know, helping all of these other people. Like, I totally get that. I'm a manager at work. I have 15 students that I work with at work as well. There's I have, you know, about 35 people that depend on me in my day job. I get it. It's really really easy to think they need me more than I need myself. However, what I would say to that and what I found to be true for myself is my work My relationships, those things, they require the most engaged version of myself. If I I show up in relationships, whether it's friendships or romantic relationships, as kind of this, like, fucking zombie version of myself and... I know I'm a sweary human. This is one to listen to when you're like headphoned up or when you're commuting to work and your kids aren't around. This is just kind of how this podcast is. But um, this is like your, I kind of think of it as this is your time for you. Um, but I, if I show up in those environments and in those situations as this zombie half-assed version of myself, I'm going to lose those relationships, you know? Even in my work. I'm going to not get my bonus or, God forbid, get fired if I show up and I'm just like this half dead version of myself. Like those things, make no mistake, require your engagement and they require your presence and they require your full mental capacity. They require the most engaged version of you. And engagement requires energy. You know, my friend Keisha which you might know Keisha. Keisha has one of the top podcasts on Apple right now, the Empower Her Podcast, but way back when, right after she started her podcast, I know Keisha from when I was in Beachbody coaching, but I also know Keisha because Keisha was on my podcast in early 2019. She always says, you cannot pour from an empty cup, and she's right. She said, fill your cup to the point of overflow so that you can pour into others from the excess. And that's kind of how what self-care has become for me. I have to take care of myself as a foundational aspect of my life to be able to pour into others in the way that I want to and to be able to pour into my work, whether we're talking day job or business or this podcast. For me to pour into any of these things, it requires me to be at my best. And so that's tip number one is to change your perspective. It's not a to-do list item. It's the foundation. It's what makes everything else better. Tip number two that I found to be incredibly helpful is I found that self-care is about what you need to stop doing as much, if not more than, what you need to start doing. And this might even be a helpful way to think about those five types of self-care that I mentioned earlier and that I've talked about in previous episodes. I know I gave Tips when I talk about them in the previous episode, which I think that was episode number, it was the one about morning routine. Um, so that was episode number two in this podcast. Back in that, I gave some specific tips for what you could do for each of these types of self-care. But I think we can simplify this even further. And I found that I can I can simplify it even further and get the same benefits By simply creating a stop doing list as opposed to a start doing list, as opposed to a to-do list. For example, physical self-care, it could simply be not that you add in a workout, like an hour and a half long workout, which doesn't that sound fun to add to our busy schedules. Instead of doing that, you could simply stop sitting all day. That could be on your stop doing list. You might say, how is that simple? But it actually really is. If you were to simply, this is something I do, I get up. As between every single one of my students when I'm working between every single one of my meetings, if I can, I try to get up every hour from my desk and move, even in small ways. Like it could literally be refilling your water bottle or going to the bathroom. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but that could help you take better physical care of yourself. So that could be for physical, for mental. It could be to stop spending all of your time on social media, which as I am recording this and when I initially released this episode, I was in a social media break. So that might be something you could stop doing for your mental self-care. You know, stop filling your time with kind of essentially meaningless content and fill it with empowering content or just stop consuming social media. You know, I think one of the big things... You know, your diet isn't just about what you eat. It's also about what content you consume. And sometimes we just consume too much content. No wonder we feel overwhelmed, right? Emotional self-care could just to be stop shoving down all of your emotions all the time. Give yourself some more permission to feel emotions. When I, my friend, um, my therapist friend, actually, she is like, oh, Ellen, you're such an Enneagram type three because you sometimes view emotions as obstacles. And it's so freaking true. I will admit it. I'm so guilty of it, but I've also gotten so much better at it. So if that resonates with you, give yourself some permission to feel the feels. It's, it's healthy. I promise. Your spiritual self-care to be could be stop ignoring your gut. You know, when you feel a gut feeling, instead of pushing it down, try to figure it out, what it is, what it's telling you. That's something that, you know, not only when we're talking about, you know, my decision to leave graduate school, my decision to stop offering my membership that I was offering last year was just a gut feeling. It just no longer felt right. So just listening to those things, I found to be incredibly, incredibly helpful. And then social self-care could be either. I think this could work either way. And I'm not going to lie. Social self-care is something I constantly have to figure out. I feel like I tend to... swing the pendulum from one extreme to the other, but it could be to stop spending all of your time alone, which is kind of what I'm in right now, or it could be on the contrary to stop saying yes to everything, which is actually where I was in August and September. I know I've swung the pendulum to either extreme, but that's another way to change your perspective on self-care is think about it more as to what you might stop doing as opposed to what you need to start doing. I found that to be incredibly helpful the last six months. Number three is another tip that I have hugely believed in ever since I was in health and fitness coaching still now, and this is something that I constantly have to tell myself, oh my God, all the time, is to start simple. When we try to overhaul our whole life from the get-go, holy shit, is that a recipe for overwhelm. And I am, again, like all of these things, this is totally from my experience because I am guilty of this too. One of the things I've done wrong and one of the things I see so many people do wrong, and I know it doesn't work just from experience, is they try to do damn near everything from the get-go. They do too much too soon, and because of that, they're never able to find their footing. Whether we're talking about self-care, goals, career, they try to just do too much too soon. And again, I know I've mentioned there's five different types of self-care, but I'm also not saying to incorporate all of the five types right now, when I really started like getting my shit together, I started with meditation. And part of the reason I started with that is I knew I needed to give myself a respite in my life. I knew I needed to give myself a pause button. And it was only 10 minutes. I could give myself 10 minutes every morning. That was so doable. And then from there, I added on reading and journaling and working out. It may not have been in that order, but I started with one thing. I think the best thing we can do when it comes to self-care is to ask ourselves which type of self-care do we need the most right now? And again, if you need a starting point, head on over to CoachEllen.com slash quiz. That's CoachEllen.com slash quiz. That'll tell you which type of burnout you're experiencing. And it'll get you some very tangible tips. And a lot of the types of burnout tie back to the types of self-care. So that's a great starting point. And once you have that starting point, then you can just start stacking things on top of each other, like I mentioned. But one of the biggest things I've done wrong that I see so many other ambitious achievers do wrong is they just get so gung-ho about making a change. They try to do everything at once, and that's, it's just a recipe for disaster. All it does is lead to overwhelm. It sets us up for failure. It's like trying to go straight to riding a bike with, without even riding a bike with training wheels first. It's You can figure it out, yeah, but you're setting yourself up for a lot of scrapes and bruises along the way. Unnecessary scrapes and bruises. Like take it from someone who's been there. (laughs) Um, That it's definitely better to start small and start simple and just build. So that is tip number three. Let me recap for you. I like to kind of recap stuff as you probably already noticed. The first one was to change your perspective and think about self-care less as a to-do list item and more as a foundation. Number two was about thinking more about what you might need to stop doing as opposed to what you might need to start doing. And number three was to start simple. And now we're going to get to our very last tip, tip number four. And oh my God, I this is seriously, all of this is built on shit that I've learned over time. And this is a huge one. Try to avoid treating self-care as another goal. This is a call out when I say this one. A thousand percent, I'll call myself out on the fact that that I've done this too many times in the past, and that's why I'm sharing this with you, is there have been several instances where I have set self-care as a goal. I like to think like it was more of an intention to prioritize that thing, but I've also totally fallen victim to making self-care goals around weight loss or inches lost or how many times a week I'm gonna work out. I'm a huge proponent when it comes to setting you know goals, as especially if it's gonna be a physical goal, to make it more about capability but regardless, that's not what self-care is about. From my experience, the best way to think about self-care is not as a goal that you're going to arrive at or something you're going to check off the list, but as it's not a destination. Self-care is a lifestyle. You know, in the same way that I've mentioned before that burnout is a cycle and it can come back and my burnout has absolutely come back, it's the same thing with self-care. You're never going to get to a point where you don't have to take care of yourself anymore. You know, it's it's about making it something that you just do, that's a part of your lifestyle, as opposed to a thing you check off the list. And I think when you get to that point, That's when self-care serves as a foundation. That's kind of the point that I'm trying to get back to. As I mentioned, 2021 was kind of a rough year for me when it came to self-care. So that's a point I'm definitely trying to get back to. But once you get to that point, self-care will serve as a foundation, kind of looping back to tip number one. And that foundation is what's going to enable you, enable me, enable all of us to be the best versions of ourselves. It's what enables us to as I kind of always say, achieve more with less burnout. It's where self-care doesn't feel like another thing on your to-do list. That's really what approaching self-care like this will give you. So to recap, these have been four things that have really, really helped me shift my mindset around self-care, make it more just an integrated part of my life, Number one was to change your perspective from to-do list item to more of a foundation. Number two, think about what you need to stop doing, not what you need to start doing. Number three was to start simple. And number four was to avoid treating self-care as a goal because that's not what self-care is. It's not something we achieve and never have to think about again. It's something that always needs to be a part of your life. So I really hope this resonated with you today. I really hope that you took some kernel from it that's going to help make... Self care a part of your life, a more integrated part of your life, an easier part of your life to integrate. I really hope you got that. And if you are so inclined, I would love to have you either reach out to me on Instagram. Again, I'm at Coach Ellen, E L O Y N. Um, let me know what you thought of this. Let me know what you took from it. What was your favorite tip? I would love to hear from you. I would also love to have you come over to the community, the Burnout to Badass community. It's a community for podcast listeners, but it's also just a community for people who want to take back their life from burnout. I definitely encourage you to get involved over there. You can head to CoachEllen.com slash free. That will redirect you into the community where you can set up your account and everything completely free. Um, And then lastly, if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, if you love what you heard today, head on over. Write a review. You can click the button at the bottom of the um, Burnout to Badass page. Click write a review. Give us a five-star review. It's really, really helpful for helping us grow, for helping other listeners who need to hear about burnout and make this more a part of the conversation in their lives. It's going to be really important for helping them get there. Um, I will also be doing, this is something I'm going to start doing, as I mentioned in the last episode, um, I'm going to start doing a reviewer of the month giveaway, $25 gift card for the person who writes the most epic, epic, podcast review on apple podcast so if you want in on that and you've been loving what you've been hearing and you really want to help me spread the message which I so appreciate sincerely I so appreciate you not only listening but your support in this Um, I would really really appreciate that but with that thank you so much for being here once again and I will talk to you next time bye